0: Welcome back to the Principle of Moments podcast in association with Hanover Fox Executive Search. Coming up in this edition, as the UK engineering industry grapples with severe staff shortages, we're going to be looking at how to attract more women into the industry and to find out why the UK has the lowest number of women in the sector throughout Europe. And joining me today, Director of Hanover Fox, Charles Cornwell, and Global HR Specialist, Amanda Capon. Before we start, though, a brief reminder that you can catch up with all of the previous editions of the podcast via all of the main streaming providers and via the Hanover Fox website, which can be found at www.hanoverfox.com. So on with today's podcast, and at present, only 14.5% of the engineering workforce in the UK are women, and only 19% of those studying engineering at university are women. So with an industry desperate to recruit, what can it do to attract more women into engineering roles? The UK has the the lowest number of women in the engineering sector throughout Europe. So the best place to start, I suppose, would be by asking, as this problem has been in existence for decades, why has so little been done about this over time to actually address the issue?
1: So I would say... There's the obvious issue of time. I think companies are actually trying. So there are efforts um, to get women interested at an early age um through their school career in in the STEM subjects. The difficulty is it's really fragmented. So each company makes their own efforts and there isn't an overall an overarching this is our plan to um, get women into STEM. I've spent most of my career in engineering. I joined an engineering firm in the late 90s, and I would say we were really good at getting women into STEM. We, right the way through the education system, we went into schools at a very early age, got children engaged, got them to actually see that engineering is, or an engineer is someone who designs, builds, and tests things and, and is a problem solver. That relates to everybody. Everybody at some point in their lives is therefore an engineer.
0: What becomes clear here, actually, the more you delve into this subject, is that we do need to begin in schools and colleges.
2: Um, Absolutely. I think there's the, a fundamental um, image failure around engineering, specifically, I think, in the UK in comparison to the rest of Europe, In Europe, being an engineer is up there with being a lawyer, a doctor, Um, it's an an artisanal trade and so children aspire to be an engineer so throughout that education piece from a very early age, engineering is seen as a a really valid, valued career route whereas I think in the UK you say the word engineer and, and there's the Oily overalls and grease under the fingernails type assumption of what engineering is all about.
0: It's a good point because there's a strong view that we need to actually rethink what engineering is and what it means and what it projects.
2: Yes, especially as technology is moving towards um, digitalization um, and away from the, the more traditional mechanical engineering, which I think is what most people would associate engineering to be.
0: If anybody was in any doubt, Amanda, why children and young adults look away from engineering, there was a report... I came across, which questioned 11,500 girls and young women across 12 European countries. And they were asked about what would encourage them to consider a career in engineering. And the large majority said that they would be more likely to consider it if they had role models.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We don't promote enough of our absolutely brilliant female scientists and engineers etc i guess the covid pandemic highlighted you know just a couple of women which was which was fantastic and maybe that inspired some people um some women to go into the sciences but we don't see enough of that and i think again coming back to making it accessible we don't create personas that that students can relate to. Uh,
0: One thing that did crop up as well, again, when I was looking into this subject, and it cropped up more than a few times as well, were instances of predominantly college or university lecturers that almost seemed to try and put women off a career In engineering
1: so we've still got some unconscious bias with some of the some individuals who've been in the career for a long time have have seen men work in certain positions and certainly in some companies that I've worked in you know if if male X has been in a role then they'll want to replace it with another man because they think that's a man's job and you have to really challenge them And I think um, I think it's the same with with studies at universities, particularly for those who lecturers have only worked in institutions for, um, you know, they haven't been in in the world of business. They've been in the world of academia. And if they've seen, you know, classrooms full of boys, men, um, that becomes their norm. And so therefore, the woman becomes the anomaly.
2: And I think you made a really valid point there, Amanda. I think that there is this self-fulfilling cycle almost of no role, role models. Therefore, women aren't promoted into positions where they can become role models because there isn't that precedent set already. And therefore, as I say, it's, it's this self-fulfilling cycle that, um, yeah, there are no senior female engineering leaders within an organisation and therefore promoting a female leader is outside of the norm and therefore people aren't prepared to take that risk.
0: The good news coming out of the pandemic is there are reports of a shift in focus. One report quoting that 52% of 10 to 18 year olds would consider engineering as a career after seeing the role engineering played during the pandemic and this again seems to head back to the question what is engineering basically it isn't you know just hard hats and high visibility uh, jackets engineering really is the the future of society invention uh, and innovation
1: absolutely we we wouldn't have a society at all without engineers we owe everything to engineers and scientists you know the chair you're sitting on the table you're at the, the food you eat in the evening, you know, it it's in everything.
0: So after actually addressing that issue and inspiring girls and young women to actually study uh, the subject, one of the other key issues here is keeping them up to mm-hmm. to graduation and afterwards. Forty eight percent of girls who study STEM subjects at GCSE, that number drops to sixteen percent. Uh, undergraduate, and that is a significant fall off.
1: Yeah, and and again, I think it's it's partly as Charles has said, you know, if, if you can't see it, if you if you go to a university open day, and you you sit in in a lecture, you know, you go to those sort of uh, mock lectures, etc., you sit in the back and think, do I belong at this university? Can I do this subject? And you look around you, and it's all men that That's a challenge.
0: And once you actually get out of the education system, you've got another set of hurdles to overcome once you actually enter the to the workforce. So you're confronting completely different issues as uh, engineering just continues to struggle to keep women. So discrimination comes in many forms, not just the obvious, but it's not the sole reason why many women actually leave the industry. Because they highlight things like lack of mentors and mentoring, uh, networks, lack of promotion opportunities and feeling overall a lack of value in their contribution.
1: Yeah, I think um, we don't do enough to positively promote females. And I, th- I think I think HR has a part to play in that as well. Um within our organization so in in several of the organizations that i've worked in we've we've deliberately tried to you know do social media content or internally promote um and i mean promote in terms of publicity rather than necessarily roles um the the female engineers and scientists that we've got so that we can show that there are some role models there And when it comes to promotion, it's always the best person for the job. But sometimes, particularly if you want to um, promote internally, you have to take a chance on people. I remember having a conversation with one manager about a particularly brilliant female engineer we'd got, who'd kind of been overlooked for promotion a couple of times, and she'd applied for a, a role. And the manager was saying, well, we need to put her on probation in that role, and you know, was was doing something completely different to what they would do if a if a man had applied for the role. We promoted her and actually she's subsequently gone on to to further promotions because she's brilliant, but we don't make enough of those people.
0: Now if you've actually managed to overcome all of these things that we've been talking about in the last eighteen or nineteen minutes and you have actually taken your place in this engineering industry. Being this heavily male-dominated arena, once you're inside, you've then got the workplace culture to uh, dissect, and more than a few found that basically failing to conform with what these specific workplace norms were at that time was very difficult, and they were often made to feel like outsiders.
1: Yeah, it, it can be really difficult because, again, without going all feminist on everyone, the, the workplace is a is a patriarchal society, basically. You know, we haven't yet completely evolved into an, a sweeping statement. So there are co- some companies which are far more advanced, but it's not a wholly inclusive uh level playing field and we know that on a number of levels not just for uh females in the workspace but yeah it it can be quite challenging when you're in a team and you're the sole female in the room and you know they're planning a golf day or they're going to the rugby or or they're going drinking and and then they're not, not the kind of things which you necessarily want to want to go to and again, the sweeping statements, because there are obviously some women that play golf, rugby, etc. The workplace is is far better than it used to be. So I've been working for 25 years. When I first joined uh, the workplace, it was really common to be asked, you know, when you were planning having a family. We've gone beyond that in most cases now. There are still some individuals who kind of look at you when there's a request for a note taker. We've gone beyond that, but it, it's not... It's not as flexible as, and inclusive in most companies as, as you would like it to be. It can still feel quite awkward.
0: We get the the term Charles Imposter uh, Syndrome, which basically kicked in if you felt isolated due to under-representation, which leads to self-doubt and a feeling that simply uh, you don't belong.
2: I, I think, again, it's coming back to seeing role models that you can aspire to within that environment um, and so it is brave individuals who are pushing themselves in those careers that are the, the sort of vanguard of of uh, female engineers across the industry. I think there are some really strong uh, women in engineering type networks out there which are doing great work in in providing those positive role models but yeah, absolutely. More more needs to be done that people feel that they can take that seat at the top table, um, and, and not just as a a token uh, individual amongst that senior leadership team.
1: Yeah, I, I I would just pick up on that and say that's exactly right, Charles. I, I've I've been in business long enough to um, have been around when there were still government quotas for females, and and have worked for, a, if you like, one of those quota females myself. And bless her, she was she was great at many things, but she wasn't fit for the role that she was doing. And I th- I think that's that's the important point, as Charles has said. Those role role models need to be authentic, and that comes back to putting the right people in the roles and helping yep. them rather than just kind of, okay, she's female, she, she can fit the role. Um, and also you need to play fair to the female. You, you can't promote them into a role where they're going to spend you know 70% of their or 90% of their spare time Googling how to do something or phoning their friends because it's way beyond their capability. It's, it's not fair.
0: Yep. An interesting uh, Harvard Business Review and there are many of those, uh, concluded that women leave the industry not necessarily due to obvious discrimination, uh, but things were much more subtle. Uh, They identified uh, two sets of skills. This was a four-year review, by the way, uh, hard engineering, uh, tech, and problem solving, and they concluded that a high proportion of women are drawn to the softer skill set. So they were consciously and subconsciously being gendered right from the start
2: as as an engineer and, and having studied at university on a degree course that was predominantly 50 50 in terms of male and female students and now looking at the the percentage of of individuals still working within engineering the percentages again have skewed back towards male engineers so there obviously is something subtly going on there um and it'd be interesting to to really understand that from a female point of view i can't as a white male i can empathize as much as possible but maybe amanda you've got more of an insight than than myself of why that's happening
1: well i mean just if if you look around with we're still a we still have a society where clothes and toys are, are gendered There are some companies like Lego who've been brilliant at at kind of creating a level playing field and Mattel and Disney are sort of catching up with things. But there's so much to be done. So it's toys, clothes and books that you're exposed to. I think also, I mean, just recently talking to my nieces and nephews about the careers advice that they're given. It doesn't seem to be um, imaginative. So it's still sort of old fashioned careers advice, which... I think in in some instances can push people, um, depending on your career advisor, of course, but can push people into gendered um, occupations. I think there's no silver bullet, but it it it's it will evolve over time, and I think it's all about taking positive action. I think the the benefits of the um, generation coming through. So again, when I look at my nieces and nephews, I think the the females actually won't take some of the discrimination etc um which is still out there and i think the males are kind of more more aware and more inclusive than perhaps some previous generations have been so i'm i'm quite optimistic for the few. Mm.
0: interestingly uh, it's found that women disproportionately more likely to move away from engineering and tech roles into supervision, supervision and management as their career progresses there was a quote i picked up that said and i quote women are better in management roles because they communicate better if you have a room full of uh, engineers they're all intelligent but it's the ones who communicate well that get people behind them and that stereotypically or not that tends to be women
1: yeah and I, I can see as the as the workplace is is gradually evolving and the skills needed for leadership positions are changing i can see that um those who have strong empathy uh patience flexibility and communication skills are those who are going to be stronger leaders um we've moved far beyond the sort of command and control days and then yeah if i guess if you're looking at at gender um stereotypes or norms then yeah females w- would be good at that
0: i was just going to say do you think that women engineers then need to be more conscious about the day-to-day decisions when they're being offered roles and opportunities in other words am i taking this role because i want to do it and if it it's my goals or am i taking this because somebody thinks it fits my skill set
1: oh good question
2: Hopefully, if they're being offered a role, it would fit their skill set and interestingly you know your, your comments there about leadership and natural management style um, being predominantly within female candidates um I think that's that's a interesting dynamic within engineering as a whole um you look at engineers are they the most communicative? of of individuals so those softer skills don't necessarily sit within the engineering mindset let's say uh, naturally
0: if you've managed to overcome all of this everything that we've talked about so far and you're into your career 10-15 years you've got another issue because 57% of female engineers leave the industry before aged 45 compared to 17% of men. Uh, what would make them stay? Flexibility. What they want most of all is a flexible um, operation. Things like a parental leave. Uh, just under half of those who were actually asked the question said that they would move to a company that had better employee well-being. And that came long before I would leave to go somewhere that paid me more money.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that, and I I can I you know I think COVID, COVID gave us a bit of an opportunity with the state with the practices of the workplaces, and showed us that it was possible to work far more flexibly than before. I th- I think the thing that saddens me is when I look around now, and there is kind of the you know please be in the office three days a week when there's not necessarily the need to do that. So I think. I, I worry that some of the flexibility that we've we sh- have shown since March two thousand and twenty is being ebbed away. I think women, as they as they reach um, particularly middle age, so you know you then move into the perimenopause and menopausal stage, and men just don't get that. So um, again, I think that's another factor which resonates with women leaving roles around that age. I mean, the only way that you can engage individuals to stay in the company is to talk to each individual about what they need and then the company accommodate that as far as possible. But that's not always possible. And particularly in this sector, when you're looking at some of the demands of manufacturing companies or science companies or, you know, clean rooms, all the rest of it, you need people in the office and and you, you need people working a particular work pattern so you get things done. It, all of this is brilliant, but I always think back to, you know, if you're Joe Blog's really small industry, you're trying your hardest, but how do you make it work?
0: Last question. Yeah. So if we come back in five years' time to look at this subject again, do you think that the changes that need to be made will have been made? taking into account that in the previous 20 years, the progress has been very slow.
2: Unfortunately, I think unless we get the education element sorted, then no, I don't think it will change that much, Tim, to be honest, in in five years. Um, I think it's a much longer process to, to bring female engineers into industry and then have them move up through the food chain into senior leadership roles. Um, but I think certainly within five years time, we're probably going to be looking at a much more diverse and, and not such a binary workforce based on, you know, the next generation of, of students coming through.
0: Amanda?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I th- I think workplaces will will change and that will be positive. I think I agree with Charles. Sadly, I don't think we will have got to where we need to get to within the next five years. I think we need some joins up thinking. We need some, um, as Charles has said, we we need some analysis of the curriculum. We're far too focused on maths and English and exam results rather than generating curiosity of thought across disciplines. And that's kind of what you need in this sector.
0: And that brings us to the end of this edition of the podcast. My thanks go to Charles Cornwell at Hanover Fox and to HR specialist Amanda Capewell. Thank you too for listening in to this edition and don't forget you can listen back to all of the previous editions of this series by any of the main streaming providers or by going direct to the Hanover Fox website. You can find that at www. HanoverFox.com, and from there just click on insights in the menu bar we will be back throughout the course of 2023 so i hope you can join us again till then from me tim cable bye-bye for now